every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's Hockey Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Honestly, I thought it would be worse. Uh, I, I figured they'd lose like nine nothing tonight. I'm real, pa- I'm real proud of uh, Zach McEwen scoring that goal. That was a nice little move he put on there to score. Uh, I can't believe. I really thought there was a chance that Kale McCarr tonight. He had, I believe, only two goals and no assists. I thought there was a chance he could score four goals, five assists to match Nolan Patrick's total from the 52 games he played last year. But it was not to be. Uh, Only the two goals. But, I I mean, I've been trying to put into perspective. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to play against a team like the Avalanche that just has talent on talent. But I just got brought back to a couple of times in my – my bullshit, you know, high school playing career. And I thought of um, when I was a first, when I was a freshman at St. Augustine and we played, I was on the JV team and we played our first game against Bishop Eustace and the Bishop Eustace first and second JV lines were their third and fourth varsity lines. And I swear, like every time I got near the puck, I got put on my ass. It was just Maybe the hardest game I ever played. And then I thought of when I was a sophomore and I was back at my uh, my local high school, Clearview, and we played in the uh, we played in the Flyers Cup, and we were the 16 seed. We were the last seeded team up against Pencrest, and we had maybe two guys on the whole team who belonged on the ice out there against uh, an awesome Pencrest team, and we just just they were toying with us. And that's that's the feeling I got watching this Flyers game tonight that it's just two different worlds. It's the We are so far away, and I really hope Chuck Fletcher got a good look because he can't possibly believe that Kevin Hayes fully recovered plus Sean Couturier plus Ryan Ellis puts us in the same stratosphere as this fucking Avalanche team. They are so fun to watch. Their home games, I love their atmosphere. I really wish Claude Giroux had gone to Colorado just because I love watching them. I love watching their games. I love watching uh, their crowd get into it. And the Flyers are just so bad. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're horrible every night, and we know this. But when you're up against a team like Colorado that can bullshit their way through the second and third period because they're up 4-1 after 20 minutes and just totally dominate 
it really puts into perspective how far away the Flyers are. And I know we know they're far away, and it's going to take a miracle this offseason to make them legitimate contenders, uh, even getting back to, you know, decent, pretty good maybe top three in the division is going to take a lot of work. But looking at an elite team like the Avs, holy shit. i uh, got to give a shout-out to Carter Hart. Uh, that dude, that poor fucking guy, just getting his fucking skull <laughs> caved in <laughs> through no fault of his own. I didn't see a lot of the first period, but i got to believe it was just uh, an onslaught when they were actually trying and they scored four goals. But watching the second and third period, it's like, what is this guy even supposed to do? They have, Colorado has how many guys better than the Flyers' best player? Eight? Nine? Oh, my God. And watching Nazem Kadri, I can just see it now. The Flyers signed Nazem Kadri to some ridiculous seven-year deal because uh, he's hard to play against, and he had a ridiculously unsustainable contract year. That dude is going to cash in this offseason, and you just know Chuck Fletcher is going to be the one who overpays out the ass to give it to him. Uh, I said at the very top, I don't want to be here all night, so let's get to the callers. Let's get it to Harris Barnes. Harris, you're live on the post game. Um, well, the first period was fun, like I said. Um, Colorado scored a bunch, and um, yeah. But, I mean, and the Flyers played okay after that. Uh, third period, I kind of wish there was more goals. Like, it wasn't enough for me, to be honest. Yeah, I really wanted the third period to be a shit show. Uh, I, like, I, after they're up 4-1 after 1, I'm like, all right, so we're going to see like a 9-10 goal game, and we didn't get that, and I was kind of disappointed. Now, I don't want to see Carter Hart give up like 7-8 goals, no. but at the same time, I want to see the Avs like in full-on all-star mode. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is the point of watching this game? <laughs> yeah, in staying up later. Um, so do other people, like when McEwen does something well or he scores, do like people like tag you or like text you saying like, hey, Bill, you scored? Oh, oh, yeah, like my group text with a bunch of my buddies, they're like, oh, nice goal there, Bill. And like I get I get the tags on Twitter and everything. Like I, I've been I've been flirting with the idea of shaving my head for like a month. And then I see Zach McEwen score, and I'm like, I can't do it to you, brother. It's me and you. It's me and you on this flyer season and nobody else. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think you're right on the Kadri, um line of thinking. You that- just see it happening, right? Like, we are going to give him $100 million. <laughs> because they were – Calgary was one of the other teams in on him before Toronto traded him, and the Flyers apparently were. So, like, they're going to – if they don't get Goudreau, they're really going to overpay Kadri. Like, that's just the inevitable, right? Did you see uh, – I will say, Johnny Goudreau watching uh, – rocking that Eagles Super Bowl champ sweatshirt today in his press availability. I think that's a little subliminal messaging. I, when he <laughs> – when, yeah, when he interviewed – like, when he got drafted in 2011 – do you think he like interview with the Flyers and say, "Hey, please draft me"? Because if if he did and the Flyers didn't draft him, like that's really bad. It's really bad. It's it's such a miss. And like he was a fourth round pick, I think. So like everybody missed on him. And fuck, Calgary missed on him three times. If you knew he was gonna be this good, you'd take him first overall and not think twice about it. But you know, uh, some guys just turn out. I hope because I know this off season is gonna be like they're not gonna rebuild. They're not gonna follow the path they probably need to follow to become a Stanley Cup contender. I just hope we get Johnny because at least it'll be fun. 
Yeah, and and, and Gaudreau, like he was what probably like five six, five seven when he was drafted. So like I understand at the time, like obviously at, at that point there were, there's more con- more concern with the size, and there still is to some extent. But literally in 2011. Uh, he had 72 points in 60 games with Dubuque in the USHL. The previous year, he was playing for Team Comcast in Gloucester uh, um, Catholic High School in yeah. USHS, New Jersey. Like, you were playing high school hockey in New Jersey. No one goes from playing, like, dominating high school hockey and playing under 18 AAA to over a point per game in the USHL if they're not damn good. Like, like just the production jump should have been like, yeah, uh, we should take Johnny instead of Nick Cousins. Like, Cousins was good in the O, <laughs> but Johnny's better, and he's from Philadelphia. But yeah, uh, but but Nick Cousins is hard to play against. Never forget that. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, I just like, um, I I see them really targeting Kadri because Colorado can't bring him back, and he's and Kadri's he's old at this point, and yeah, the. One well, other they they absolutely need a guy like Kadri, and I would love to have him. Yeah. But like with the season he's having, you just know someone's gonna go nuts, and it reeks of the Flyers to like, yup, he's the one, he's the guy who brings this all home for us. And people talk about like, oh, old school Flyers, the toughness and whatnot. Like he's the perfect blend of. The old school flyers, the old school hockey, and the new school of, of skill. Like he, he would have been a perfect flyer to play in the prime with Giroux. Yeah, no, if we had Kadri a couple of years ago, you know, with Voracek and Giroux, like that would be awesome. My God, like they'd actually have some depth and they'd actually be able to score, uh, you know, beyond the first line. That would be great. But now they're just at a point where I know they're going to overpay him and it'll be whatever. Yeah, um, you, I'm, I, I think Colorado should go deep, but at the same time, playoff hockey is completely different. And if that power play doesn't click at the level it can, like they, they could um, have stumbles like they have the last couple of years. But um, it is always fun uh, to see Colorado play because they just play a much more aesthetically pleasing style of hockey. We'll see where the Flyers go the rest of the year. I don't really care. Yeah, it's it uh, like thank God they lost tonight, you know. Uh, and thanks a lot, Harris. Yeah, I'm watching Colorado. I think they have. What if they're just so skilled? The you know playoff hockey bullshit doesn't matter. Now eventually it will matter. They will be in a game or two where you have to dig down and grind it out. Maybe they have that because they have got Kadri. They have some guys who are capable of playing that way. They have blue line depth. I just. I really hope that's like the reason I've liked watching Tampa Bay win the last couple of years is because it's a copycat league and I want to see other teams realize, fuck it, let's go all in. And I want, like, I want Colorado to go far. I want to see Colorado win it. So everybody tries to do what they do. Now it's like impossible to accumulate as much talent as they have, but just the idea that it's better to be awesome like like Colorado than it is, you know, these Islanders teams that, yeah, they're good, but they're just kind of getting by and hoping that penalties don't get called against them in the playoffs and shit. Like, I want to see teams build to be amazing and not just, well, if we get in, we can play playoff hockey. You know, like, I want to see teams build the way Colorado is, and that will only happen if they get a good run. Uh, in the West, I mean... If Colorado loses to anybody, 
but Calgary in what would I assume be a uh, a Western Conference final. That's a disgrace. And really anything but a Stanley Cup final appearance for the Avs and a Stanley Cup final victory is failure for them because of the cap situation they're in and the, the team they've built, how good it is. But, man, I just want to see the league go in the direction of the Colorado Avalanche because, God damn, are they fun to watch. Uh, let's go to Patrick Reedmiller. Patrick, you're live. Hey, Bill. How you doing? What's up tonight, Patrick? Uh, you know, I've had a few. I won some, I won a, won some money again, so I'm happy. Oh, I think we all won some money tonight. What'd you have? <laughs> I... Uh... I took uh I took the over and then yeah, I uh, six and a half? Yeah. And then I took uh I made a parlay. I'm like, all right, I'm like thinking to myself, all right, who's gonna score in this game? I picked Kadri, Rantanen, and Colorado scored over five and a half. So Oh, very good, nice. Good good for me. <laughs> yeah, I had uh I had game over at six and a half and I had Colorado team to- total over at four because that was just laughable. And yeah, cashed in big on those. Yeah, but like, oh my God, to go back on your point to like Chuck Fletcher and like this offseason, like you're watching this game and you're like, my God, they're so freaking fast. And it's like, we have some work to do. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, and like the team, the Flyers will obviously, like, they could be very good you know, given their, the base of what they're working off of and not look anything like Colorado, you know, like if, if you have Couturier and Hayes, you're not going to be built like a team that has McKinnon and McCarr and, you know, all the stars they do, Landis Cog, uh, you know, all these guys. Um, but how can they, the amount of work they will have to do this off season to even be competitive against a team this good. It really, I'm happy that they're having a game like this, this deep into the season, like after the trade deadline, the GM is already looking towards what he has to do this off season. And you can just go, how do we get there? And he can't possibly have a good answer for that. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. He's going to have to, he's going to have to wow us. Like maybe the, when the Phillies got Bryce Harper and what they just did this offseason type wow. Maybe. That's that's what it's going to take. And, you know, the difference is um, there ain't no salary cap in baseball. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, sadly. They're far off, Patrick. Yeah, it's – it's it's. I, I mean, we're, we're down the stretch, and it's just like I hope he does something. But, like, I, I remember reading one of Apple Yard's tweets, like, chronicling Fletcher's success sort of, in, like, Minnesota and whatnot. It's just, like, it's not that good. No. And it's just making me wonder. No, just he put, has just to. Just in already. Like, save us the trouble. Why not? Fletcher has to be better exponentially than he's ever been just to get back to respectability. And, like, what what sort of confidence do you have that he has an A-plus-plus offseason just to be – I'm not even saying the Hurricanes or the Panthers, but just to be in line with the Rangers and the Penguins. Like, you have to have an A-plus offseason. Yeah, and then I guess lastly, keep Joel Farabee at center. Why not? I, I'm I'm yeah. still liking it. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got, Bill. Thanks. Yeah, Farabee, thanks a lot, Patrick. Farabee is uh, their one chance at a not even – I don't know. I think we'd know if he was a superstar by now. Uh, he's dealt with some injuries and had some setbacks and stuff, so maybe he still has a lot of room to grow. But Farabee's just their one chance at being a 
dependable contributor to this offense. Uh, and I want to keep him at center because, as I've said in the last few post games, give him as much as he can handle, see what sticks. See exactly how good this guy is. Uh, and, you know, they need center depth. Organizationally, they need center depth. Like I said, you know, sure, Couturier comes back. Okay, let's pretend that's a that's a given. Uh, Kevin Hayes, I've liked what I've seen out of him since he's come back. Cool. You know, he's a good second-line center. Um, beyond that, what do they have? Like Lawton? Lawton's just as good of a wing, maybe better as he is a center. Uh, Farabee, ultimately, like I want him in a top six. So maybe center isn't where he's going to be permanently, but give him as much responsibility as possible. You can put him in one of those situations where, you know, all of a sudden you have two centers, you know, like the, uh, the old Shen Briere dynamic and uh, Giroux who came up as a winger, like guys who can play good two way hockey and can handle the puck down low, know how to lead a breakout. Just don't stand at the point and wait for a pass. Like I, it's, it's just good for, I think it's just good for Farabee's development to learn another element of this game. Uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, you're live on the post game this is advertiser content brought to you by frito-lay hello i'm chip murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight we'll break down we break down who will be cutting cut what are you two doing sorry chip prez here got his feathers ruffled when i told him ruffles has zero chance of winning the title And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, Bill, you you got me there today. Yeah, I got you. What's going on, Matt? Nah, not too much, man. You, uh, you noticed that Colorado crowd today? They were so much – that's like I wish I wish Giroux – and it's one of the reasons I'm like on the Colorado bandwagon. I wish Giroux had gone there just because goddamn they're so much fun. Uh, just from their little uh, – they do that little thing when they kill a penalty and they play the one-up sound from Mario and like the crowd sings along with all the pop punk songs and it's just fun. Like it's just good fucking fun hockey. I wish there was some sort of atmosphere like that, but you have to be good for your crowd to have fun. Well, and it's like we're so far. It, it it's it, it was fucking great. Like I was I was sing along to that shit. Like Blink yeah. one eighty two. Like always. I know. You know. You'll. you'll the be crowd was show. so into Blink. The crowd was so into Blink that <laughs> after at the next stoppage they played it again. That they was did, fucking they did. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Say it ain't so, I will not go. Yeah. Okay, carry it on, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it was uh, it was an awesome, uh, awesome atmosphere to see. Like you know what it's uh, what a one day will feel like. You know when this team's a little bit better. But um, you brought up Carter Hart too. Like he he's got to have like balls of steel. That guy. Like that second period. Like he was just like you know playing unreal and just made me think. Like you know these goalies are fucking weird guys. Like. 
It's why I like Brizgalov. Like, if he was in there, you know, he he would have flipped out. But Hart just goes about his business, and like they really do have, I think, like a superstar in the kit. They really like this year. I've been thinking, okay, it's a good bounce back year, and he is at least a good starter. You know, like, I don't know if he's a star and everything, but he's he's raised my opinion of him considerably from where he was last year, where I think they can move forward with him as a franchise goalie. Seeing him in games like this, like you mentioned uh Brisgalov, think of like I like I think about Roman Chekmonic walking off the fucking ice in a playoff game because the team sucked so bad in front of him. Carter Hart just sits back there and goes about his business. Yeah, he gives up some goals because he's got fucking Nick Sealer in front of him on the penalty kill against, you know, the most talented power play we've seen in 10 years and he's just he's working like I really think if you put some semblance of a defense in front of this kid he's even better than I thought he um he's something that I think we've been waiting for for a long time you know when it comes to to a goalie and um like Esh was a guy that like I thought would do it you know like Nidamaki came in we, we we saw some good games with him like Atlanta couldn't fucking score on the guy ever um, you know, well, who was uh, the other, who was the other, who was the Atlanta goalie that he just always beat? No holy shit. Um, it was his countryman. Yeah, it was someone from the same country. God damn, I'll never be able to remember it's, this. It's not, I, I don't like know why the Hogberg keeps coming to my mind, but I don't think it's him. I can't, I'll never remember it. I don't know, whatever. It's, yeah, whatever. He, he's a fucking no name, man. Like, we, we don't need yeah, to care exactly. about him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, it uh yeah, just whatever. I'll let you go here. It was uh it was a fun one today though. Like I I like watching the Avs. They're uh they're what this team should aspire to be. And you know, to to have a team like that, like I you know, I hope the people in in Denver they they appreciate what they have. It's it's an awesome club and it's awesome hockey to see. I really hope so. And thanks a lot, Matt. Uh yeah, like that's I hope the aspiration is not to be yeah, let's be a playoff team. Let's, you know, let's hope for the best in the playoffs. Maybe our goalie gets hot. You know, maybe we get some unsung heroes step up, you know, like a uh, a, a Keith Primo sort of playoffs. Well, yeah, if we get that, you know, we can uh, we can make some noise. No, the goal should be to be as good as Colorado, as Florida, as Tampa, as these teams that just dominate year in and year out. And I realize what's going on in Tampa right now. They've won back-to-back cups. They've been amazing for a while. I'm not worried about them until the playoffs. I'm just using them as an example. Like, I hope the people who run this team watch the elite teams. That And that's that's what's fun about, right? Like, the Flyers get their dicks knocked in the dirt most nights. You know, like, they don't have, at this point, with the injuries and everything, enough talent to even compete with a lot of the mediocre teams. When you get to see a team as good as Colorado, it really puts in perspective, holy shit, there's another level to this thing uh, that respectability is, yeah, we can get back to respectability in one off season, but whew, baby, to to be able to compete with a team like Colorado night in and night out is, is just a, it's just a different story. And we don't have a, a ton, we don't have any more callers lined up. Um, I, I kind of want to wrap things up here. I'll maybe be back on Sunday. Kind of want to skip it, but I think that's just the takeaway from tonight's game is really, and we all know it's not like we're idiots. 
we all know how far away the Flyers are and what sort of needle Chuck Fletcher has to uh, has to thread to make this offseason palatable uh, to be back even in playoff contention, uh, you know, division winning contention next year. But when you see it up close, holy shit. Are we far away? And I want to get back there. Like, I, I don't want to just be doom and gloom and say, ah, yeah, this team's fucked. There, there ain't nothing we can do. There's something they can do. It's it's possible. There's not zero path. I would, you know, if I had to put money on it, I'd, I'd put money right now on the Flyers not to make the playoffs next year. But I, it, it's possible. It's just, man, there are some great teams in this league. Um and the Flyers are not – they looked like they looked like a minor league team tonight. Uh, and they scored some goals. You know, the, the final score, 6-3. It's not like they lost 9-0. You know, it's, it's not the most embarrassing loss we've ever seen. But just the way the game played out, they were never in it. They had a 0% chance to win this game. And at any point, if Colorado cared – they would have a 0% chance. Like, after after the Flyers score that third goal, what happened? Colorado goes, oh, fuck, are they actually thinking they're in this thing? And that's – I really give it to Kadri. Like, Kadri's just a hothead, and he does dumb shit. But, like, if I'm on Colorado tonight in the third period, I'm just thinking, what? Oh, don't get hurt. That's Like, that's the only thing on my mind if I'm an Avalanche player tonight in the third period. Don't get hurt. This is a waste of our time. But – Kadri wants to fight. He wants to go, and I'll give it to Farabee. Uh, not an experienced fighter, and he didn't get beat up. You know, I think uh, maybe Kadri got, like, one good one in on him. Uh, I didn't see a replay to see uh, if that one punch landed or not. But, you know, Farabee didn't get beat up. I like Farabee a lot. He's something to build on. Owen Tippett is – Maybe he just has no finish, and this is what he is, and that's why he's a frustrating player, and that's why Florida's ready to ready to move on from him like they were. But, man, he's always in and around that area. It reminds me a lot of uh, Lindblom prior to the season, you know, prior to his breakout season before the diagnosis. Like, you know, he had the 13 goals or whatever it was, and then, of course, he gets diagnosed with cancer. But Limblom before that was always around you know, scoring chances and just couldn't finish. Owen Tippett reminds me of that a little bit. Uh, I don't know if Owen Tippett's ultimately like a top six forward, someone you build around. I don't think he's that. You know, he's not going to be an all-star. But I like what I'm seeing out of Tippett. Uh, Cam York. Played well tonight. Liked what I mean, it, you know, it, you can only play so well against Colorado on this team. But that pass to McEwen was awesome. I think there's a lot to build on. They have pieces. They definitely have pieces. But we always get back to that high-end talent. And fuck, man, the 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 star-level talent. Like, we watched Giroux for so long, and Giroux wasn't in his prime anymore, you know? Uh, he wasn't Claude Giroux that we that we grew up with, that we knew to love, point of game Claude Giroux. He wasn't that anymore. And he was still, like, by far, and, like, healthy Couturier is as effective, as important a player as G, I guess, but just skill for skill. Claude Giroux, even in his decline, was the best player on this team and even he is not on that level of what 
Colorado, Calgary, Florida, Tampa. He's not there. Toronto. They got to find those guys. I don't know how they get them. Uh, we'll see this off season. All right. That's it for me tonight. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button, search Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. Um, want to shout out my boy at BagelDog5 on Twitter. Uh, he sent us the entire Broad Street Hockey Radio crew shot glasses with uh, custom phrases on them. Mine says El Director, just fun and games. Took a few shots of tequila tonight out of it. Uh, really cool. I, I just And I, I bring this up not because I'm expecting gifts from all of you. Please don't send us shit. We're good. Uh, you know, SB Nation play, pays me fine. You don't need to send us shit. But I just want to make a point to thank all of you. Like, we have people in here tonight. It's a Friday night against a, you know, a 9 o'clock puck drop against a team that they had 0% chance against in a season that's going nowhere fast. And you all listen and support us, and we all appreciate that so much. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure you all heard that. So, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Hit that subscribe button. You know who the whole deal. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do Sunday, quite honestly. It's a 6 o'clock puck drop, and, uh, you know, I did a Friday night. I'll, I'll definitely be back Tuesday. How about that? Uh, but until next time, whether I'm back Sunday or Tuesday or whenever it is, thank you all for listening, hanging out, et cetera. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple spotify youtube and everywhere you get your podcasts go astros